and dragons. Bow, 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 air horn oh, sounds. I'm here with my cast, Tim, Jason, an old Russian woman. Got her, dude. Babush got her. I did this for the first episode and it really helped, I think. Uh, Charity is wearing a blanket <laughs> like an old Russian milkmaid. It's adorable. She's kind of like Mike Myers in the skit on SNL when they're looking at doing Zagat's. They're just reading the Zagat's reviews of all the restaurants. In New yes. York. My reference is E.T. when they're trying to hide him. Yep. Very good. <laughs> you look like a wrinkly alien. That's what they call me. <laughs> Neat. Parts of... <laughs> well, we're here. The second... Episode Ew. of the Viking campaign. You don't know where it's I the first uh, weekend in November. Is technically is yeah. this the first? No. Okay, no, nope. it is exactly nope. that because it's the eighth. And there's oh, seven fuck. days in a week. Fuck yeah, dude! God Last damn it, weekend damn. was the first. Well, we're here the second official weekend right. in November. Nice. <laughs> I'm so glad we cleared that up, you guys. Yeah, it, we could have gone. I didn't want us to get listener mail about it, so <laughs> we get it. <laughs> We, we get, we get mounds and mounds of corrections. Handwritten letters. <laughs> yeah. It's so we do appreciate loud. that everybody takes time to be that vitriolic no to us. Because you're within reach. You can do you're doing it right now. No. I don't understand what you're doing. What's happening, Charity? It's so loud in oh. my headphones. Okay. Why? Perfect. I, because you're all yelling. <laughs> Well, it's not like we had time to warm up. I mean, I know you had an important phone call about your cat's litter or whatever. So, <laughs> I told Tim you. Tim is literally warming up. Getting into character now. right Every now. day Zing. after work. Oh, What's a cat? Okay, this is going to be fun. I like this. There's a bit of tension and it feels We're good. in a tense moment. It's very tense. <laughs> I don't believe that Jesus you were nervous Paul. about being mean to me. Not, I don't believe that for one minute. <laughs> I'm an actor and I get over it to do what I have to do. Well, we've sufficiently stalled. So, um, I don't know. Tim. Thanks, Paul. What are you doing? Oh, you want, okay. What am I, what like am right I doing? Now? Just in general, like around. <laughs> around what? <laughs> Just in life. Tim, oh, what are you doing around? I, you know, I ask myself that a lot. <laughs> Wake up in a cold sweat. Yeah. What am I doing around? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm finishing up the first semester of grad school, having a lot of debate tournaments. How, how have the tournaments been going? They've been going okay. They've been going all right. I love my students. They work really hard. It's just been tough. We've been going to a lot of tournaments that are open division or varsity division, and they are all first year novices. And so they're uh, a little outgunned. Oh, it's, it's tough. And so I don't want them to get down on themselves. I want them to stick with the event. But we'll have some novice tournaments coming up later in the season and that will hopefully give them more confidence. That's good coach's intuition. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, you're welcome, buddy. Mm-hmm. I hope it works out. Me too. Cool. I'm to my immediate right. No, Jason. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been up to, my guy? Paul, you're an idiot. Oh, Just no. Waiting. <laughs> waiting. Great. Intense All right. Stare. Charity. <laughs> What's up? I'm, I'm asking Jason what is what he's been doing. <laughs> oh, he's been waiting. I've been waiting. He's been waiting. Um, you know it's the hardest part. Mm-hmm. Uh, depends on how hard you rub it. Oh. Wow. Bustank. Hey. Yeah. Who Bustank? <laughs> um, honestly, I don't know. I don't remember what happened. I went and watched uh, T.O., and CC oh, yeah. do some fucking stand up. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for coming. Really Thank wish you. I could have gone. I've always wanted to see Tim do stand up. Yeah, right, so. Paul. I felt pukey and left. Oh, okay. That's why I left so abruptly. I apologize, guys. Felt pukey. You left abruptly after like three hours of being there. Yeah, like, <laughs> Not I know. like you the got there and done. showed up. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I would have said goodbye, but I got weird. So, you did, say goodbye. did you Did you enjoy yourself? I did. I enjoyed it a lot. Good. So did uh, who's so funny? Did the lady of the charity. House. Repeat one of our jokes if you liked it so much. Sega. Thank you. And holy fuck! Um, <laughs> I probably said that. Yeah. No, I'm trying to think of your main bit. It was um, yours. Was way more conversational and mm-hmm. stuff. So it was like didn't have like the uh, you had to invest in the whole thing to get mm-hmm. everything out of it. She didn't have like the structural signposts. I don't know what that means. Doesn't mean anything. She did have a joke that was uh, 
I'm going to tell it now. Is that okay? Say it. Yeah. Okay. Cause, I, cause you can't, you, listeners can't use this joke. Yeah. You're not, this is a charity's this joke. This is a charity's okay, joke. Okay. I'm going to tell CC my joke bit. then. I wanted to tell. <laughs> we can say it one <laughs> same, word. Same time. At, at uh, time. This intro is never going to end. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. So my joke. <laughs> wow. That's a good joke. I'm going home. No. <laughs> Don't take the worms. <laughs> they're bears. Oh, they're bears? I brought the straws. And no Tim's worries. Tim's got punch oh. straws. Nice. Good call. I loved it. I want to hear the joke. It was funny. Uh, well, there's no okay. time. Let's just move on. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Okay, so my joke was uh, I talk about. Nice. I, yeah, that was good. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's not, I don't know. I liked it. I like it a lot. I didn't even write it when I was high. I'm pretty proud of it. Yeah. <laughs> I just, want, I just want everyone in this tension's real. The little <laughs> and now it's real. Let's little, get to the killing each other. Part. The little babushka is angry. So <laughs> that's fucking right. That's all our intros. So God, we're gonna, that's been like twelve minutes. No, it's four, seven and a half. <laughs> so right. we're gonna turn it over to our weird uh, space narrator to kick us off into episode two of Viking. So don't go anywhere. You look like you're writing on an old timey uh, notepad, like waitress pad. Accessing data blocks. Processing. Data found. Location. Saturn colonies. The Gilded Ring. Decommissioned Dayashi Corp mining object A11. Playback. Subjects Albert Kwong, Francis Morando, and Locke. Shot down while seeking out a contract. Albert, Francis, and Locke crash land on a strange asteroid. Seeking shelter, the three spacefarers uncover the bounty they were searching for, has already dispatched their ship's captain's soldiers, and is currently holding him hostage. End transmission. Welcome everyone to Viking, episode two. The episode starts with a shot of a panoramic view of space as it always starts. You see the stars, the galaxies in the distance, um, blinking lights of various satellites. The uh, scene dissolves and comes up to a very uh, overtly patriotic-looking news station, that sci-fi news station that has all of the red and white and blue trappings of a like heavily... It looks like sci-fi Fox News. And... Barf. Yeah. Uh, the camera zooms in and text displays on the front that says, Terran News One, your source for humanity's news. And the camera does a sweeping pan down onto this white dude sitting at a table with a uh, bunch of papers in front of him. He's got his hair coiffed back. It's gray. Hello out there. As always, I'm Hannity McDermott, and here's your three human stories brought to you by Maza Pharmaceuticals, the system's oldest and most trusted name in life-enhancing medicine. Number one tonight takes us to the Galilean colonies, where unrest among locals has colony governors calling for HSU intervention. Governor Jonathan Jing in a press conference today, quote, I'm asking for all governors in the GC to denounce these acts of civil disobedience, and I am formally opening all ports on Ganymede up to HSU security services, services so that we may get back to providing the system the highest quality of resources. Number two is a sad tale out in the belt. A family of five living in an old telecommunication satellite were killed when terrorists hijacked a shipping cruiser crashed into their habitation station trying to escape HSU authorities. Admiral of the HSU cru cruiser Terran, Gro Terran Glory commented that these terrorists were linked to manufacturing chemical weapons in a story we reported on last week. Our heart goes out to those affected by the loss. Our final story comes from the heartland of space, Mars. Martian science scientists with the Byers Group have begun mass-producing what they are calling a miracle pill, Religious organizations like the Fertility Assembly are calling this miracle pill the next step in human, human religiosity. The company claims that this pill is capable of enhancing colonists' fertility will, and will allow stagnant populations in various remote <laughs> systems to become vibrant hubs of propagation. 
That's been me. I'm Hannity McDermott with Terran News One, your source for humanity's news. And the graphic comes back on screen again, and you see the he does like the quiet talking that is muted. Scene fades to black, and uh, text uh, green text scrawls across the screen that reads uh, "Gilded Ring Colonies, an abandoned mining asteroid, uh, A11," and we. Uh, camera flies in through the asteroid and it, it, it retraces the path that our party uh, went on. We see the, we first fly through the debris field in space um, and passing through the debris field, you see a spinning in zero G uh, deck plate that has the blue Lucy uh, words on the side of the piece of exploded deck plating. Camera flies past the debris field and onto the planet or onto the asteroid we see the lifeboat crater that has been made in the ground and all of the various debris that's spread around that. Uh, continue following a bunch of footprints as they wind around to this um, uh, extraction station. Uh, the camera tilts uh, 90 degrees looking straight down and uh, spins and dives into this winding cavern with glow rods sticking on the sides of the walls and uh, very... Uh, small offshoot caverns that have glowing blue batteries in them. Eventually we come to an airlock door and pass through the airlock door and we see our party of three standing helmets off inside a small room about the size of an average person's living room. Um, there's uh, the, the three of them standing side by side on one wall. We see uh, two men in marine fatigues that have uh, drones that have drilled through their chest cavities and pinned them to the wall. And then directly in front of the three party members is Captain Winger, and he has his helmet on. And we see him emphatically like gesturing, gesturing and yelling into his helmet, uh, so much so that actually the front of the helmet where his mouth is, is is slightly fogged up and you can see moisture and spit from him trying to yell in the helmet. Uh, no sound is coming out of the, the suit. Behind him is a... a an old-looking man. Uh, he's uh, in a self-propelled wheelchair, uh, and he's missing both of his legs <clears throat> below the knee. And he has a shotgun leveled at the back of Winger's head. And we see him say again, I was wondering when you all would find me. Um, Locke is just staring at, uh, the individual, the, the old person, mm -hmm. the wheelchair bound person. <coughs> and he's just kind of taking it in. I don't know. It's weird. It's like a quiet moment for him. Eyes of the man in the wheelchair dart between like making direct eye contact with each of you as he um, still trains the, the shotgun at the back of Winger, but is looking at all of you, almost trying to, you see his eyes, like they, he locks eyes with you, and then they sort of go dull for a second, and they refocus, and he moves on to the next person. So how much am I worth? Excuse me? How much are they paying you all to get me? Take me in, like all the others. Not much. It's too bad. Albert uh, puts the his helmet back on and turns the comm to the main channel that was used on the Blue Lucy. Okay. Frankie sees him do that and puts her helmet back on. I try to... Talk to the captain. Captain, are you on the line? You, you uh, go to the main channel and you can, um, as soon as you click over to it, you hear the, he's, save me, get, get me out of here, kill him. Do something, you fucking idiots. Albert takes his helmet off. <laughs> uh, Frankie, do you like turn comms over or do you just have your helmet on I turn the comms over you right. hear the same thing will you please Frankie do Albert 
Lock. He's your bounty winger. So while this exchange is happening, uh, the the man uh, with the gun looks uh, looks over at you, Locke. Locke is just kind of, it's gone from like this look and Locke's head is kind of angled down and he's looking at him with his eyes forward, but his forehead tilt towards him. And as they've been kind of doing this stuff with their helmet, Locke has kind of started sliding off to the side in it. You know, while there's this commotion happening and this all this stuff going on, these motions, he's kind of moving around and really fast. A gun comes from within a portion of his spacesuit and it's out and it's aimed at the dude. Lock, what the hell? I say, but nobody can hear me because my helmet's on. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I can hear you. I have my helmet off, and if you say or your helmet is on, mm-hmm. okay, I don't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I step step towards Winger, and I take my helmet off again. Listen, there's a way that we can all get out of here, and that way involves doing exactly what I say. This is. Uh, the guy talking. Right. <clears throat> Why don't you put the gun down? Oh, we no. ain't here to hurt you. Uh, you were. <laughs> uh, him and his friends, and he looks, he points with the barrel of the gun to the Marines that are um, skewered. skewered to the side of the cavern wall. Uh, I don't know that that's entirely accurate. Look, Winger was our captain, but that doesn't mean we have to listen to him now. His ship's gone. Why don't you tell us what you want us to do, and we'll we'll move on from there. Fine, but first you tell me how you found me. We crash-landed onto this asteroid. He racks the slide in the shotgun. He says, tell me, and I, or the captain's head. You kill him. You're dead. Lock. Look, we were harpooned. The ship came down. The asteroid was the spot we landed. Just happened to find you. I've been confined on this floating piece of detritus for 364 days. I thought this would be far enough away from them, but I tur- turned out I was wrong. So here, let's <clears throat> see if we can Who's help they? each other out. There are people that are after me. Why? Why? Because I'm very important. Why? Why? <laughs> Al, while I'm moving around. You wouldn't believe me if I told you. Try us. Oh, I believe a lot of things. Just ask these two. And I'm starting to circle around. I'm circling the other way. And I'm like, if anybody, a doctor might notice it, my eyes are com- like dilated, like... Not like it looks like I'm on pills compared to these two. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm on space eye drops. <laughs> nice <laughs> space space zine. Clear eyes, clear eyes for space guys. So these two are circling around, and Frankie steps into the middle, takes another step towards towards Winger and and this gentleman. So you didn't harpoon us. Oh, no, I did. That was very much what I did. Then why the fuck did you ask how we found you? What brought you to this asteroid? What brought you out to the middle of this abandoned part of the colonies? No one comes out here unless they're looking for me. And you're not the first ones to have come looking for me. I'll be honest. I don't think we would have found you down here had you not clearly signaled yourself. It kind of seems like you wanted some company. Look, under Captain Winger's directions, yes, we came looking for you. But like I said, his ship's gone and he is no longer in charge. I think the three of us are just looking for a way home. As am I. That patch you're wearing, what's it say? 
I am my brother's keeper. Hmm. Why? Is that significant to you? That's intriguing. And I move closer. Lock. You're a Viking, aren't you? Very good. What? Very good. So you are the one we were looking for. How is that possible? They're they're gone. Decommissioned or whatever the word was they said on the news. Most of us. But a few of us escaped. How many's a few? (laughs) Whoever could. I don't know. I did what I had to do and I ran. I went to the darkest... I've been hiding ever since the order came down. And Mm. we can help each other out. We can get out of here. I have a way to get us out of here. I don't think you can help us in any meaning of the word. Oh, I don't know. I think having one of the most brilliant minds in this part of space would be pretty beneficial to you. I'm I'm a very specific variant of the V1 project. Yeah, all variants are vicious and violent creatures. No, those are the other ones. I was bred to be intelligent, to be a tactician, to be as close to an art of uh, an advanced artificial intelligence but with all the limitations of a biological body. Technical classification is 0D1N. An Odin model. If you're such a helpful guy, then how come they're dead? These idiots came in here, shotguns, brandished. I had no choice. But you all look like you're willing to bargain. And you also look intelligent enough to see when having an ally such as myself would be very beneficial to you all. Flattery will not get us on your side. Oh, it's not flattery. The question for us is, is your friendship worth more than a million bounty? A million? I lied. Well, he uh, takes the shotgun and sets it on his side and like rolls back on the wheelchair and turns around to turn away from you and rolls over to uh, a side of the room that has been darkened. And as he moves closer towards it, uh, fluorescent lights turn on as he moves closer to the wall. As he's moving, I put a round in the wall near him. (laughs) Don't get any ideas. I didn't miss. I'm going to bring up the computer so that we can plot a way out of here. Why are you hiding a Dayashi Corp asteroid? I was hoping no one would come out here to look. Only the biggest corporation in space, and you didn't think anybody would look here? I didn't get the luxury of having a ton of options. So Locke is kind of pacing, and like... Not really, it's not like a, a crazy person on the streets in New York who's talking to themselves, but clearly Locke is engaged in some sort of thought process and just keeps looking over at the Odin model and uh, then at the captain and the Odin model and just is generally unsettling, unsettled, excuse me. <clears throat> So he scoots over to a small uh, console that has a very simple, like, built-in computer terminal, and he um, flicks on a switch next to it, and the dark green screen flickers to life, and green scrawling text appears across it. And it's that same sort of command, DOS, MS-DOS, like, interface, and he begins typing at a speed at which is, I, I mean, it... It doesn't sound like individual keys clicking. It's just a mash of super fast keystrokes and presses. And the screen is, text is scrolling by on the screen. 
And while he's doing that, he, he says, uh, do we have a deal? I help you get out of here. We go our separate ways. I owe you a favor. You don't turn me into Ark. What are you doing? Running some code. Running, running custom commands into the mining drones that they might be able to push this into some sort of shipping lane that might get us a boat out of here. You have a ship. Oh, I have no ship on this rock. I laugh. <laughs> right. He, he just continues to type. You know, you might Supercomputer... Contingency man. Plot. Liar. Listen, will you two control your friend? I I literally can't. Don't look at me. What are you doing hiding out here? He stops typing and, and turns the chair to look at you. Do you know what they did to the Vikings that were decommissioned? I have an idea. Well, it was worse. It was much worse. They Why don't what you they say what they did? Why don't you say what Vikings did? We did what we had to do to win the war for the... For the Union. Why don't you say what they did, what happened to them when they were decommissioned? Uh, their, their bodies were rendered apart. Um, usable pieces were taken back to Mars for study. Unnecessary or unuseful pieces were discarded or incinerated. Why don't you say what di- happened to those that you turned in? He stops. And I smile. Who told you that? Doesn't matter. Today I'm my brother's keeper. Pop, 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 pop. Just unloading clip into him. Uh... He's not good. You just kill him. He like slumps over the computer terminal like the uh, uh, text is all broken up and the, the display is cracked and blood is just pouring out of all of the holes in him. And Winger in the uh, in the suit, you can see his mouth is just screaming and you just hear the dull. I I go I there all this is happening. I walk over to him and I take his head and I a knife just comes out real fast and I just like literally saw his head off and just throw it on the floor. Now what was that for? And then I take that patch on his outfit and I cut it off and I put it in my pocket. Then I turn and I look at the captain and I walk over at him and it's I'm walking with purpose. He, so he's like struggling at the binds on, on his hands that are behind him and he's trying to like let get free and he's also yelling into his helmet and no one can hear what he's yelling. I walk over to Winger. So yeah, let's uh, just so just for continuity so okay. we all have a clear image of where we are. So the terminal where the Viking was is on the opposite side of the room where you three had entered mm-hmm. and were standing. Um, you had begun to approach the center, so we'll say mm-hmm. you're, you're in the center of the room. Okay. Let's call it closest to Winger. Mm-hmm. You, Albert, and you, uh, Locke, were on the like kind of the, the edges of the room working your way around. Um, so now that we know where people are, um, you go towards Winger, mm-hmm. Frankie. Um, where are you going? I'm walking Locke? towards Winger. What are you doing, Albert? Albert just sits down. Okay. On her way to uh, Winger, Frankie stops and throws up. 
Oh yeah. Um, everyone, make a uh, <laughs> make a fear save for me, really quick. Is that a percentage? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. I know how to play this game. I know how to play this game. And it has to be less. Yes, less than. And there's nothing we add to it, right? Fear is just a number. Yep, it's just a number. Fear is just the loneliest number again. I, I do not pass. You do not pass? I do not pass. You do not pass? I don't I think. I do not pass. I pass. You pass, Locke? Okay. Fuck you. So, all right. You each gain one stress. And you also gain, where did that go? I gain what? Uh, well, you gain one stress, but you get something else also. I'm trying to find it. Do, 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 do. Here it is. Is there like a max level, like a max number of stress before some bad happens? Before you just like explode from stress? All, <laughs> all stress does is it adds a flat number. When you roll panic, you're trying to roll as low as possible. So the amount of stress is just f flatly added to that roll. So like if you have 10 stress mm -hmm. and you roll panic, you roll 2d10. Yeah. Add that number together, then add however oh, much however stress much you stress have. have. So it will make whatever happens way worse. Cool. Um, do you have a also? Sorry, I know you're trying to look something up. No, I got it. It's okay. Um, do you have in one of these hard copies the drugs uh, mm -hmm. chart or whatever it is? Because mm -hmm. I, I do. don't remember exactly. Oh yeah. How long it is before I have to get space high again? It was you rolled a d10. It was for that many hours. I thought it was for that many days. Or was it days? I know I rolled a two. That's all I remember. Hey, that's A O K. No. Here are the drugs. Yeah, no, I, it was a two. Here are the you drugs. rolled a two, two, didn't you? I rolled a one. Oh. For one day. Oh, for one day. And I'm on Soma. Yeah. Don't gain stress. Oh, don't gain stress for one D10 hours. And then I get a disadvantage on speed checks for the next 1d10 days. So is the effect ended? Are you gaining stress? Uh, no, you are not gaining stress. Why? Because so, you're, you st you're still under the effects of Soma, right? Well, I don't know. It says don't gain Has stress. Has it been two hours since you yeah, took it? Yeah, because we were passed out for at least two hours. So it's oh, been yeah, over yeah. two hours. So I gained stress again. Yep. And then... I have disadvantage on speed checks for the next 1d10 days, which would have been two days. So I still have a disadvantage on speed checks. But yeah, I should probably like get space high again. Yeah. Uh, so you uh, you just sweet. you just gained the amount of stress and uh, yeah. the, the other part will come up later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. Um, going over to Winger. Winger, uh, you see Albert just sit down. Albert, uh, what... Uh. Can you describe what Albert, how Albert is feeling? Like, what is what do we as the audience see is happening to Albert? Uh, Albert's breathing heavily. Um, he's still paranoid, and he is trying to figure out what the next move is. It seemed like this guy was going to be able to get us off this asteroid, but now he's dead, mm -hmm. and we're left with the captain, which I don't trust at this point, and. Not sure how we're going to get off of this. And I don't know why Locke had to cut the head off. So, <laughs> Yeah, I'm a little unsettled by that as well. Yeah. Um, it's definitely not the Locke that I know. Yeah, also um, gain two additional stress, each of you, um, for Locke cutting off the head. That's gross. You're stressing me out, Locke. I'm not. I'm, I'm stressed. <laughs> Um, too, me too. Um, too breasts um, to be I'm stressed. So I'm stromped. Uh, Frankie, so you go over to Winger. Mm -hmm. Um you you get to like in within arm's reach of Winger about at the same time Locke does. You see, um Locke, what is is your spacesuit like covered in blood now? It's just like Oh yeah. Viscera. And it's all it's all in zero G too. I forgot to mention that. So like this blood is just like kind of hanging in the air right. in these uh 
like spherical globules. So is my barf now. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, gross. Don't don't, don't uh, walk through that. There's just like a bunch of stuff in the air. Fuck, dude. So I take wingers. Uh, okay, go for it. Sorry. Sorry. No. Taking charge here. You got it. Do it. I take winger because his arms, his hands are bound. Yes. So I take off his helmet and I slap him clean across across the face. Did you fucking know? What? Did I know what? Did you know that this was that that this bounty was a Viking? You put all our lives at risk so that you could have a nice vacation. Oh, we but were we, had we to- were all gonna have a vacation, honey. This was going to work out, Don't but this dipshit over here. Me. I put the gun in his. Actually, I. Uh, I actually stick it in his mouth. Uh, shut up. Locke, please. You're really stressing me out with that gun. Please. He's trash. I don't disagree with you, but he might be our only our only way of getting out of here. Okay. Uh huh. If he says another word to me like that, Locke, please. And I look him in the eye and I wink. Winger. Uncharacteristically calm and cool. Winger, for the love of Christ, please shut the fuck up. Okay. Got it. I pull it out really hard. Ow. Chip my, tooth. My, my, my good tooth. <laughs> it's one good space my tooth. One good space tooth. Spooth. My spoof. 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 Albert gets to his feet and ambles over to the captain. Captain, how much was the bounty? I slap him again. $20 million? That's a that's a bit more than what you told us. Yeah. Hindsight's twenty twenty. But if I had told you how much it was, I have a sneaking suspicion that... We wouldn't have done it. Yes. Uh, um... I'm real sorry, okay? Look, Fuck I didn't you're mean sorry. I didn't mean for this all to get all fucked up. You're the captain. <laughs> you it's only knew that we were going after a Viking. You didn't think this was gonna get fucked up. You really are as dumb as you look. You can see he's really he has to the the uh muscles in his jaw go tense as he's biting back words that he wants to say. What? Look at where you are. Look at where we are. Think about what happened to your ship. We need to get the fuck out of here. How? That's the smartest thing you've ever said in your entire life. No. The person that knew he was not going to get us out of here. Okay, then where's the ship you believe he has? He doesn't have a ship. He does. His plan was to push this asteroid into a. That's a lie. And I go, I, I, Albert, get on the machine, get on the computer, start looking at what he just typed in. All right. Albert and I look at the captain and I go Frankie what we need to search this place there is a vessel here that unit would not have had anything he has probably six backup plans and five contingencies to those backup plans he's probably got six backup vacuums hiding in some back room that are going to blow us apart as soon as we start casing this joint doubtful we 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 see this exchange happening in uh, in the background. The the uh, focus changes and and you two blur out as we see Albert walk over to the uh, computer terminal. There's uh, blood floating in. Yeah, zero Albert G. puts his helmet back on. <laughs> Smart. Uh. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> Albert. Albert makes his way over to the computer and takes a look at the now headless body uh, in the chair. Uh, His attention is just completely focused on that, and it takes him a minute to shake it off and get back to the computer. Uh, He takes a look at the computer and tries to see what uh, he was entering. Um, So you see... uh you go through like a log, we'll say. Like you go through, um, and what to anyone without your 
uh, specific sets of knowledge would see just almost an indecipherable amount of commands and keystrokes. Uh, we see your eyes scan across the uh, uh, scan across the mountains of text that have been typed, and a few things strike out to you immediately. Um, one, uh, the the asteroid is fitted with uh, orbiting stabilizers that in the event that the asteroid was being serviced or being worked on, these stabilizers would uh, move the asteroid to be in position with whatever it needed to be. So they're small like retro thrusters that um, don't have a lot of thrust per se, but they allow the asteroid to be tilted and turned so that it could theoretically link up to whatever ship would want to link up to it. Um, commands have been given to those to push the asteroid um, in a direction uh, since directions in space are sort of meaningless um, towards uh, away from Saturn, like away from the gravity well of the planet. Uh, the second command that you see is that a uh, an all-hands emergency broadcast has been broadcast to all available nearby ships um, that a uh, ship has been downed uh, has crash landed and um, uh, base it's a standard emergency broadcast that um, all ships would 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 carry um, to to alert um, there's also a small shuttlecraft that has uh, battery power has been diverted from the life support modules in the asteroid that have been kind of installed at various places and uh, power has been shifted towards this single seat shuttlecraft that is, um, I mean, there's no location that it specifically mentions, but it, it, there is objects, parentheses, uh, shuttle model, blah, 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 um, power cycling in initiated. So again, thrusters to move the asteroid to away from Saturn, Emergency beacon has been broadcast, and the uh, there's a shuttle that is beginning to power up. Locke, I think I found the ship. It's uh, a one-seater. I don't think he was really planning on taking us with him. Also, we're about to lose life support since that is now powering this ship. we got to find that shuttlecraft if we're going to get off. The one-seated shuttlecraft? Yeah. I could try to restore power to life functions here. Or I mean we need we need we need all the we need it to transfer as much power to the shuttle as possible. I turn to the captain. Take off your spacesuit. Shut off your oxygen supply. Uh right. Do it. Right. <laughs> yeah, he he like sh shakes um everyone gain 3 stress. Locke, stop fucking doing that. And he goes to his little wrist wrist console and turns the uh, oxygen supply off on his wrist and takes his, like, shakily takes his helmet off. Um, it's just like his, his hair is, like, long and stringy and he's, his face is covered in sweat. How much, uh, I go over and I look at his oxygen supply. How much does he have left on his... Um, he has like about the same as you guys. Okay. All right. Are there um, any other doors or valves or anything in this room? Yeah, there's a couple uh, next to where Albert was sitting at the computer terminal. There is another similar manual airlock door that is attached to the. Um, that's not attached. It's in the wall next to the terminal. <laughs> it's attached. It's attached to, to the, the wall. wall. Got it. And the wall. Is made of matter. It, is it not, matters. It is not a gas. It um, is solid. Not a plasma. <sighs> My girl. That's right. I know what I'm talking about. I go over to the. It's not plasma. No. I go over to the Odin body, <laughs> mm -hmm. and uh, I kind of like just grab him as I kind of pick him up out of the air and turn so I can keep an eye on everybody in the room, and I start searching through his pockets and pulling everything out that I can find, any kind of keys, 
And I mean, keys like key cards, like things that do anything that looks useful. And I kind of the cool thing about zero G is if you find something cool, you just kind of let go of it in the spot <laughs> it was in. And it's just all this, you know, anything that I'm finding is just kind of hovering around me. All right. So uh, you search the body. And uh, you find a cheese wheel. No, I'm just kidding. Nice. Uh, Enterprise <laughs> pizza cutter. Yeah, yeah, an Enterprise <laughs> pizza cutter. Um, you find a uh, a cred stick. You find a um, several different forms of identification. The forms of identification are various colony uh, identifications. So the Gilded Ring colonies, the Galilean colonies. Um, the various stations on each of those colonies has an identification card. Um, and they all have different names on them, but they all have the same picture of this man. It is Viking. Um, so you find those various forms of ID. You find the cred stick. Uh, you find a small knife. Um, you find a multi-tool. Um, and you find... <laughs> yeah, Tim, can you pretend to be the body right now? <laughs> Paul, can I ask you a question? Method. You sure can. Um, earlier in this session, you mentioned that this gentleman was rolling, like in a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. How can one roll in zero G? So the uh, tracks on the wheelchair, um, the, it's like a amount of magnet magnets. magnets in the bottom. Oh, okay, cool. That will allow it to stay, and the friction of the tires on the hmm. um, floor will allow it to move. Interesting. So yeah, he's like in the, well, he would have been in the chair and his arms would have been like up like this, but he would still been secured to the floor. Um, and Rad. then lastly, you find a set of playing cards, a set of heavily worn and used playing cards. You know, now I'm wondering why I have a wheelchair at all if it's zero G. That's a good question, but you know what I mean? Stylistically, <laughs> I like it. I mean, there's a reason, but I want to check that wheelchair. Okay. I check the wheelchair. <laughs> you search the wheelchair. Wheelchair. You find a great sword and 20 gold. No. Um, <laughs> you find a small. Uh, it's about the size of a shoebox. Um, it's made of a weird tacky material that's kind of sticky, and it's bolted to the bottom. And there's two sets of wires that come off of it and attach to... Um, they're like run underneath the chair and run along the back of the chair and go underneath one of the arms of the chair. Uh, Guys? What? Can you come look at this? I make my way over there. You see what yep. I? <laughs> what do you do out? Do you show you show them? I think he was sitting on something. Well, I wonder what that does. I think it explodes. Well, it didn't. Yeah, and I'm wondering why, because it might still do that. Captain, get in the chair. Lock. Jesus Christ, lock. I put my gun in his head. Get in the chair. Oh. I don't hold on. I don't think we want to move the body from the chair. Oh. Fair enough. Boy, that was lucky. I almost picked him up out of the chair. <laughs> yeah. I go to the door. The other door plans the within plans for these ones. Uh, you, you go to the door. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, you uh, it's a door. I knock. <laughs> Guys. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Rad dad. Rad I was dad. I was in my head for a minute. Uh, Rad no dad. one answers. Check it for traps. I throw my body. Again. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I open it. Oh shit! Uh, so you the, you hear a of the uh, locking bolts disengage. The door 
um, releases and in zero G it's pretty easy to, to move open. So you find another airlock. So on the other side is another door. So you'd have to close this door and then you know how that works. It's locks air. I do that. Does anyone follow Frankie or you two or you guys plus the captain hanging out in uh, dead guy city? Gonna stay bomb here. Chair. Bomb chair. So not as fun as a bomb. I mean, there's a lot to discuss about what's happening in this room already enough. So I I think we need to, I want to like run to the door and open it and like Frankie stop. There is not a ship in here. There are secret bombs everywhere. Everywhere. Probably. (laughs) You don't know. But Do you I, know? I don't, but I also don't so know. So just that go through the strange asteroid there. doors. That's what we do now. That's how we got to where we are now. Listen to yourself. You might open that door and the rest of us might blow up. Wouldn't that be a dream come true? Uh, you know what? I kind of want to leave you alone in space just to see how you would deal with it. But maybe let's not experiment today. We need each other. Every one of us needs each other. Exactly. Except for the captain. Is that why you blew that guy's... He already execu- executed those commands. All this is happening right now. Our, our precious resources are air and how we get off of this. Either we wait for the asteroid to move into the position and wait for this signal to call all sorts of... Well, and we don't even God know who's going here. to show up to that emergency Exactly. Call. Or we go through the space door and find a ship and get the fuck out of here. Let's take stock of what we actually have real quick. And then I would like to follow you down that path. But I want to let's calculate how much air we have. Let's get ourselves set before we make that move with the knowledge that there are secret bombs everywhere. We would have more oxygen if someone wasn't so hot headed about people going through doors trying to find a solution to this problem. You are the one yelling. I'll go through the door. Fuck that. I think it's Let, been clear that we are not allowed to go through the door. I Captain, the airlock. you don't go anywhere by yourself. No, I mean, I'll go in front of you. So if I set something off. Captain, what was your contingency when this failed? You know, a backup plan. He didn't have one. I know. I want to hear him say it. He's never had one. Can you just let him say it? I didn't have one. Thank you. I used to love it the way you would make fun of me at breakfast. I gave you my burrito. It was a good burrito. Was a good burrito. You son of a bitch. I gave you years of my life. No, he took them. I dedicated myself to you and to your ship and to your crew. They were my... That's right. My crew, they're all gone now, and I'm dealing with that too. And it sucks, and it is my fault, okay? I, yeah, I know. So let me try and help. All right. No. He, like, secures hey, his helmet not on. not all right. We're not, do not use your oxygen, you fucking ingrate. He's right, Winger. Captain of nothing. Locke, what are we supposed to do? We have to find the shuttle. We know how much air we have. We know that we're traveling towards some sort of trajectory. Dr. Kwong, Mm -hmm. were you able to discern where the end point is or what direction we're traveling? He mentioned a shipping lane. God only knows... We're traveling out of the ring. There's a route that orbits the planet that's used as a pickup lane. Frankie, do you know of a common one that we might be going to if you were able to see the trajectory? Yes. I'd like to at least know how long that might take. It might take us an hour to get to the lane. And from there, who knows how long it'll be before somebody picks us up. It will take longer than we have oxygen. The shuttle. We need to start calculating our options. And I mean mathematically. 
Let's find the ship. But let's travel safely and look for traps. Are we agreed? Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Very well. Locke, why don't you lead us through this door? I go over to the door without hesitation and start looking and uh, kind of along the edge of the door because of maybe some skills or skills that I do not have. Um, It would be explosives or military training. Okay. Um, what is that going to roll against? Oh, I'm sorry. Intellect yes. or combat? Um, or? It would be... Intellect, probably. Yeah, it would be intellect. Okay. I'm catching on. Know what I'm talking about? Know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Sometimes if I say it So fast, I'm going along the door. Voice, I sound like Blue from Blue's Clues. I pass. Okay. Do I find anything or do as I'm going along with the knife, do I feel see a wire or Yeah, so you you run along the door and you catch like a small uh uh wire that would be like Yeah, you catch you find a, an explosive that's attached to the door. Huh. Huh. Isn't that something? Huh. Huh. That's huh. enough. That's enough. Frankie lights a cigarette. That'll yeah, better smoke in here. That'll be good. <sighs> We're only running out of fucking oxygen. So I travel. I, I follow the wire around to wherever I want to find the device and I want to find the trigger mechanism. Yeah, you. Fu- I mean, your roll succeeds. You find both. It's okay. a shaped charge that would shoot thermite at about head height. Jesus Christ. Thermite. Okay. Okay. Um, does it look like something I feel like I could, based on what I've rolled, does it look like something I would be able to... to uh, yeah. I mean, it's not complicated. It's okay. just hard to find. So I can cut a wire or unplug something or whatever. All right, I do that and we go through the door. So uh, on the other side of the door is a uh, another one of these caverns that has these glow rods in the wall to provide illumination and more cables uh, than the other hallway uh, or the other cavern um, are affixed around the the walls and you hear the Frankie, you hear the sounds of engine wine coming from the other side of this door because this is an airlock door, right? So on the other side, so there's another door and then that, um, you can see through like the little porthole, the wall, the cables, et cetera, et cetera. Well, like what, I don't, I don't know. What is the normal, like, uh, well, this is probably not normal. Uh, is there any kind of a computer panel, any kind of an indicator to let you know if, you know, is there a decompression like module or something? No, these doors are, I, I specifically, they're specifically manual. There's no, um, computer access to them. They're just like big, heavy door. Cranky doors. Doherty doors. Probably vacuum out there then. It's our guess, right? Probably. It's an airlock. No, it's it's an airlock. It's an airlock lock. Got it. It's airlock. So are we gonna address the elephant in the room? Who? You? All the oxygen that he has that we need. And I point to the captain. Wenger's coming with us. No, I'm not. What? You heard him. I start grabbing his stuff. He like starts taking <laughs> off the uh, oxygen, uh, decoupling the oxygen tanks off the back of the. Well, it's really just like a big backpack that has a single hose. So he's um, taking the straps off the backpack and unhooking the various hoses at the front of the spacesuit. Wenger, what are you doing? It's, he's right. Too far out of the shipping lane. Even with whatever shuttlecraft is in there. At best, it's going to be a few hours before someone picks you guys up. So, going to take the all the oxygen that I have. I'm going to stay here. Someone might 
answer the beacon and pick me up, so it's fine. You sorry, sorry fool. Doesn't even cover half of it. Here. And he finally gets done unhooking the backpack and tosses it in zero G toward 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 you, Frankie. All right. Do you have the contract for the Viking? Yeah. Give it to me. He uh, reaches into his suit and pulls out a small, uh, looks like a, uh, like a, a, a graphing calculator, and he like punches some buttons into it, and a small like little piece of receipt paper like prints out, and he tears it and hands it to you. I want to go back into the first room. Okay. And I want to get the Viking's head. I was just about to do it. So it's just like listfully rolling in zero G. I grab it and I take Winger's helmet and I put the head in the helmet. It's really gross. Yeah. Ugh. Head in the helmet. Okay, you, yeah, you do that. You do. I mean, it's not like the bottom of that helmet is sealed. That might just be easier to contain. I, I guess so. It's just, it's gross. Look, I will do real gross things for $20 million. I mean, you're going to have to do it for a third of that. You know what I fucking meant. (laughs) Yeah. There's an engine on the other side of this door. Think you can fly it? (laughs) I'm offended that you even asked. Have you ever tried to take off from an asteroid before? No, but I'm sure it's... I'm sure it's not rocket science. It's, it's, it's literally rocket science. Do you want to try it and drive it? It absolutely is. I don't know. I might get lucky. Frankie, you're a great pilot. Do us proud. I open the door. Before... Uh, yeah, we. I put my fucking helmet on and <laughs> right. get all space suited. I'm already suited up. I want to kind of look at through the computer one more time, see if there's any information I can take. So we'll do that okay. before before that. So you, you go to take whatever information you have. Um, there is, uh, you see that um, a command was initiated um, a few hours ago that wiped whatever, um, wherever this memory exists in this asteroid there's no like you try to find like past logs of anything and the most current log is of like the last hour i have to pee so bad i'll be right back yeah go pee oh my god oh jesus don't die um so the logs are wiped and there's no backup that i can find i want to check the viking again for wetware so you you look all over this body and like being very careful. Yeah, um, it, there is no there, there's nary a scar on him. Like his skin is immaculate, and uh, no no surgical scars, no um, like plugs or holes that aren't supposed to be there. Well, I, I guess I hope it's on the ship. Kwong, you have a, a quick flashback to, um, we just see uh, your vision, like you get double vision for a second, and all of a sudden you're standing in an operating room. Not again. And that's where we'll take our first break, everybody. So don't go anywhere because... You're probably at your desk at work, and if you left, you'd probably get fired. So don't get fired. Just keep listening to the next part of episode two. Listen and get promoted. Yeah. Do it. Yep.